Hello, you're listening to Artspin Nation with myself, Christian, this afternoon, and I'm very happy to be joined today um, in the lovely Sofitel Hotel by Francis Lee, the writer director of um, the new film Gods and Country. So, thanks so much for talking to me today. Thank you Francis. for coming to meet me. Um, oh, absolute pleasure. Yeah. So, um, just yeah, just to start off, just tell us yeah, a little bit about the film, the story, um, where it started for you. So yeah. the, the film is about Johnny Saxby, who's a Yorkshire farmer, and he lives in an isolated hilltop farm, a sheep farm, um, and all the responsibility of running the farm has fallen onto his shoulders because his dad's had a stroke and can't work anymore, and his grandma's quite old, and all his friends have left and gone to university or college or got jobs in town, so he's very isolated, and he's shut down emotionally to cope with this. And he goes to the pub every night and gets really, really drunk and um, doesn't turn up for work. And so he's, he's kind of acting quite irresponsibly. And then it gets to spring and lambing season when all the sheep are going to have their lambs and he can't do it on his own. So his dad employs a Romanian migrant worker to come and help him. And the film becomes about their relationship. And um, so you... Were you always um, going to direct this one yourself as well yeah. as... Yeah. Absolutely. Like I, this is the first film that I've written, um, mm. also the first film that I've directed. Mm. Um, I grew up on the hills of West mm. Yorkshire, a very similar place to where the film is set. And, but I left when I was 20 to move to London to go to college. But I could never get that landscape out of, out of my soul, really. It felt to have totally informed who I was, uh, physically and emotionally. So when I started to make film and started to think about making a feature film, it felt a very natural place to go to explore. Mm. And it's, I mean, it's interesting just when I threw to you for a summary there that you didn't, um, I guess, like really cover kind of the, the love story sort of aspect of it, which has a, at least been a big part of the publicity for it as well. The, yeah, yeah, I mean, it, the film is a love story. Mm. Um, I think that, you know, it's... Uh, I tried to tell a very heartfelt and emotionally resonant story. So I hope that comes across. Mm. So that the emotions were, um, like, I guess, the most, sort of the most important part of it for you, yeah? Absolutely, you know, mm. to, to get that truthful and authentic to the mm. characters. And how do you think that influenced um, the pacing of the film, as you were sort of designing that? I yeah. mean, um, in terms of the love story, I'm not sure if it influenced the pacing at all. I think, I think what I tried to do was write something that um, always felt like it moved forward. Always felt like, you know, there was a reason for every scene and every moment in every scene. In some way, however subtly, move the story forward. Um, I don't know if the love story itself dictated the, the pace. Oh, yeah. So that yeah, that's interesting because of course there's quite a large um, part of the film where it's um, I mean I guess you could say it kind of becomes like a two-hander, like it's yes. sort of about yeah two young men who are um, yep. alone together in the wilderness, yep. um, basically sort of like a travelling kind of yeah section of the film, but you still wanted um, to feel like you were well not just physically but like um, narratively moving forward exactly. at that point. Yes, yeah. completely. Mm. And, and when we got to the edit, actually, when I worked uh, with uh, my brilliant editor, Chris Wyatt, we, it became a mission that we wouldn't ever repeat anything. So it was mm. always about moving it forward. Oh, okay. Like, was that hard to, sort of a hard rule to stick to, or did you no. found it was quite natural? No, not really. Um, I was very fortunate because I shot the entire script. I didn't drop a scene when we were shooting it, and I didn't, I didn't drop a, a shot. 
and when we edited all the scenes together they all worked I never had to cut round anything because of a bad performance or something not working you know so all the scenes were really good but it became about choosing which ones really helped the story to move on so I guess there's probably about a third of what I shot not in the film but I, but I didn't feel um, it, it didn't feel like they weren't hard choices I was, I was quite good at killing my babies <laughs> Good. Yeah, so it sounds like it was a really great sort of um, like first feature film writing and directing, yeah, experience. Like, yeah, it was. It was in lots of respects. It was. It, it you know, I I was very lucky, and I was allowed to make the film I wanted to make, but also the the way in which I wanted to make it. My financiers, the BFI, were very supportive about allowing me to do the process the way I wanted to do it. So you felt they really trusted you to. Well, to know what you were doing. And, yes, yeah. I think so. I mean, I don't know about no, about me knowing what I was doing because there was nothing to go on because I'd never made a film before. But um, I think that they just, lo- you know, they loved the story and I think that they appreciated the way in which I wanted to tell it. Mm. Can you tell us, uh, I suppose, um, how you kind of worked on the connections between the actors, which the, there aren't very many of. It's, yeah, it's a very small cast. So with the two main leads, mm. the two boys, I worked with both of them individually for about three months before the shoot, and we built the characters from scratch, from the moment they were born until the moment we see them in the film. And we worked out everything about these, these people. We worked out you know, their timelines, we worked out their preferences for everything, emotional um, points in their lives, everything. So by the time the two boys turned up on set, they knew everything about their characters. They were totally immersed in them. So then I just got them off working on farms for two weeks because I knew I never wanted any fakery in the film. I didn't want any hand doubles, any stunt doubles. The boys would have to convincingly do everything for real. So they went and worked on these farms and they did long shifts. They would do, you know, nine, ten hours a day and they learned everything. Um, and that also had a brilliant impact on them physically. The cold got in their bones, they were tired, they were a bit miserable, and it altered them physically, which again really helped those characters. And because I shot chronologically, I was also able to keep the boys apart until their characters meet on screen. Because I love layering, and I knew that if, I, if, if there was an extra kind of frizzle, between the two actors, you know, it's the first, they didn't really know each other, it's the first time they were working together, there might be a bit of nervousness or anticipation about what that would be like. It would all help and bleed into the characters and the situation. And then once their relationship, the characters' relationship was formulated, I moved the two boys into the same house and they got on and developed this lovely friendship, which also Mm. translated onto screen. All right, wow. So the the whole film was shot um, in chronological order in sequence. Okay, right. Yeah. Was that something you always wanted to do with this film? Or? For this film, yeah. yes, because mm. I, because um, I love actors and mm. I really love their craft, and I w- I wanted to do everything I possibly could to give them the chance of delivering the best they possibly could. So um, and these scenes felt like building blocks in this relationship. You know, each one seemed to impact massively on the on the one that followed, and so allowing the actors to go on that journey in order actually would really help hmm. so did it make it I guess, a bit more like a like a theater piece like a play in that sort of respect in any way do you think well not, not necessarily for the audience but like a, 
as someone working on it? Uh, no, I, I don't know. Like, so film and television is mainly shot out of sequence. Mm. You don't shoot chronologically because it's very difficult and expensive. You shoot per location. So you could be shooting, you know, scene 10, scene mm. 1, and scene 42 all at the same time, you know, one after the other and not in order. So it was very difficult for the crew to work chronologically because it means they've got to prep locations, scenes, as we move forward rather than keeping it all contained. Mm. But you think it was definitely worth it? Absolutely. For the performances, absolutely. Also, Mm. I wanted that, you know, that shift. So the film starts at the very tail end of winter and I knew I wanted that very subtle shift throughout the film of the season changing so by the end of the film they would be in spring so the color palette would have changed you know that's the light would have changed and there would be this very subtle shift to mirror the relationship and and the journey that johnny's character goes on hmm. and the shooting in sequence would have helped with um, totally capturing yeah you couldn't yeah, have yeah. done it any other way yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh wow wow um so yeah, I suppose like even if even though it was might have presented some logistical challenges, do you think everyone, including people who um, were sort of given those logistical yeah the crew, yeah sort of understood <laughs> very much like why you were shooting it this way and could see yes, the value. Yes, I mean and, yeah. I think one of the things I learned as a director was you know part of the job is to make sure that everybody is on the same page and they understand why you're doing what you're doing and to bring them on your journey. Hmm. Um, so yeah, hopefully yeah. Hmm. As opposed to just, yeah, telling them what to do and... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, making film is a very kind mm. of, I guess, collaborative process. Yeah, it seems to be, yeah, I guess that's, that makes perfect sense to me, yeah. That, yeah. that many people, like, working together on the one thing. It's, yeah, it's very hard to imagine film as a solo project, really. No, you, yeah. uh, you, you really couldn't. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Yeah, even if... Well, you're you're a writer director, and I guess like in some in some people's minds, that almost makes it as though you have like seem as though you have, it basically is like your film, almost like it's a solo project. Well, yeah, I mean, so mm. you know, nobody commissioned me to write this film. Nobody mm. gave me the idea. Nobody pushed me forward on it. It all came from me, and then the way in which I wanted to make it all came from me. So you know, but but in terms of. I guess that's what I'm saying, you know, then it's my job to bring everybody onto my bus and to understand what the film is about, why we're making it, and the importance of how we're making it. Mm. And I imagine that, uh, I guess the idea of it, we would have been, you know, very much strengthened by the amount of times and, you know, the the depth into which you would have um, had to explain it, really, to... Well, yeah, yes. to get these other people on board. Absolutely, because yeah. it's about mm. getting people into your head, mm. you know. So I might know it, I might understand it, but it's about then me telling, getting everybody else into my head. Mm. Did it, and did it, did it change at all over the course of kind of having these conversations with people? Or do you think the fi- finished product is very much still what you had in mind at the beginning? No, I think so. The ki- so so the, the people that... Um, I worked with most collaboratively would have been the director of photography Joshua James Richards and together we developed the style of the, the way in which the film looked and how the camera moved and what the framing was so that was incredibly collaborative the same with my editor Chris Wyatt you know we worked incredibly collaboratively and built this film together so in, in terms of the structure or in terms of the characters, I don't think the film ever changed that much. But in terms of the tone, the feel, the pace, 
mm. what it looked like. Our experience of it was heavily influenced by particularly Joshua the DP and Chris the editor. Okay, so even even the tone you said, because yeah, the tone is of tone is obviously like quite an integral part of a film. So sure. yeah, it's interesting that you'd say that did um, change over the over the course yes, of this collaboration. Yeah, it, oh it yeah, completely it evolved. So mm. you know, we started somewhere, and once we started the discussions and investigating the work, looking at our influences, thinking about you know why the camera might be in a particular position or a framing or some lighting or whatever or mm. the pace with Chris then then it evolved it was a constantly evolving process mm. also just getting back to this being uh, your first time writing and directing a feature film but like, would you say like obviously you've like you're an actor before you worked on this so like were there any sort of ways in which you think you drew on your work as an actor but also like other sort of work you've done in the past to well yeah in, inform this sort of thing that was new to you um, aside from I mean you, you talked about like the inspirations of the film were that the setting and everything was something you already knew so like yeah I guess could you, could you tell us about like um, the way you sort of filled those gaps that you you might have or, like unfamiliar of unfamiliarity you might have had given that this was so much was new this was your first time so yeah so I never went to film school or mm. went on a writing course or anything but um, I guess so working as an actor and working with directors I'd, I'd worked out the way in which I worked as an actor and then I, I saw how other actors worked and I developed a way in which I wanted to work as a director with actors you know I think acting is an incredibly tough job I have so much respect for actors. And so it was my mission to give them everything they needed and create an incredibly safe, protected environment so they could then deliver their very best. So being an actor totally informed that. In terms of other aspects of the film, I think I learned about filmmaking from watching a lot of films. So I just watched a lot of films and thought about them. And then I worked with incredible people. So Joshua the DP, Chris the editor, um, my script editor was a very influential person. So people that I could learn from. Um, I still have big gaps. You know, technically I don't understand anything really about cameras. I don't understand about lenses or positioning or really lighting. But I do know how to communicate what I, what I want and what I, what I think would be good to the DP and then for me it's it's their job to interpret that and to deliver technically mm. because yeah I was, I was just thinking like obviously the phrase fake it till you make it is thrown around a lot but I mean I guess that has its place but do you think it's also important you know as, as, as honest as you've been right now to be honest about well you know the things that you you don't have knowledge of and that other people in the crew do and that yeah and but also of course to well, yeah, to recognise the things that you do actually, the, the knowledge that you do have, the knowledge that you are bringing, and the and the ideas that you are obviously bringing to. Yeah, I've never been this, frightened yeah. to ask questions. I've never hmm. been frightened to say, actually, I don't know. Hmm. So, can you tell me what your opinion is, or how do you do this? I've never been. I've never been somebody who would pretend to know more than they do. So, yeah, I was very honest about it. And definitely for the better, it sounds like. Yeah. I hope so. I hope mm. it, you know, I hope it builds trust and it builds a process of, of me learning, you know, from somebody as well as somebody learning from me. I think it's a two-way street. Mm. Um, just quick, quickly getting back to, um, you're talking about the amount of films that you watched um, sort of to prepare for, yeah, for directing. 
I guess, well, well, first of all, I'm curious, sort of like, what some of those films there and, and whether they were necessarily um, that similar to God's Own Country itself. And, and also whether you, you read any scripts as well. Yeah. So, no, they, they were generally not anything mm. like God's Own Country in terms mm. of the story or the characters. I think when I started to think about making film maybe four or five years ago, I just started to watch films slightly differently. I'd always loved storytelling, and I'd always loved, you know, um, telling stories orally. But, but in terms of film, I think once I'd decided I wanted to make film, I just started to view films slightly differently. And the influences on this film, you know, are, are varied, are very varied. But there was something to be learned from, from... I think there's something to be learned from everything, you know. It doesn't matter if yeah. it's the Emoji movie or, um, you know, Moonlight. There's something to be learned from everything. Mm. I think, yeah, I think that's... I, it, it's always refreshing, I suppose, when I, I just hear, like, oh, I guess especially filmmakers just kind of collapse that whole highbrow, lowbrow, like... You know, distinction and like talk about ways that kind of will put like art films, blockbusters, whatever categories, um, you know, kind of on the same level. So yeah, to say that you can learn something from them all. I mean, I think so. You know, my my taste in movies as a consumer is very popular. You know, mm. I love blockbusters. I love mm. Hollywood studio movies, but I also I also love art house. You know, and mm. and I think that. Um, yeah, I think that there's there's an awful lot to be learned from everything. Hmm. And yeah, I suppose would you say even like for 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 some filmmakers, like taking yourself as an example, um, like as you said, the films you consume and the films you make can be you know, really very different. Yeah, 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 massively. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah, my fa- my favorite films are, um, are are not highbrow at all, hmm. and and really not art house. They're pure Hollywood studio. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but you're yeah, clear like you know, clearly no no shame in saying that at all. You're just yeah, that's those are the films that you enjoy and Yeah yeah. And I, I, I yeah, I really do think there's a value to be seen in, in every film that you watch. So, yeah, no, completely. Yeah. Mm. Wonderful. Well th- thank you so much for chatting with me today about the film. Thank you. Being released in cinemas very soon, isn't it? Yeah. It's been released in Australia on the thirty first of August. Hiya. And in your neighbours in New Zealand on the 24th of uh, August. Thank you very much. Any last things you wanted to add about the film? Or No, I, yeah. do, I hope that people will go and mm. I hope that people will enjoy it. And um, yeah, it was just me opening a little bit of a window onto my world and how I see it. Beautiful. Thank you very much again. Thank you.